Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. This is a truly viable alternative to injectables and there's nothing wrong with having tweakments and injectables if that's what we are living in a right to choose. And that's a really, as a woman, that is the first time in, in the last 2000 years we actually have the option to just do what we want. Definitely. So I'm not going to sit there bashing anyone for, for, for the freedom of choice that we have. I just, in my journey, have loved the fact that there is a really authentic, viable, natural alternative there with, you know, with the techniques that you talk about, the techniques that I talk about, they sit there glimmering as an option. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi, how are you doing today? I am really excited to reintroduce this week's guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. You will know her from a previous episode. It was episode three of the Face Yoga Expert podcast, and it is Katie Brindle. Katie Brindle is the founder of the Hey You Method, and I'm sure lots of you are very aware of her now, whether you follow her on Instagram, whether you listen to the last podcast, or whether you have watched Instagram Lives with her and I. She is lovely and she is full of so much knowledge when it comes to Chinese medicine, to natural beauty, to natural health. And it's a really interesting episode. Katie talks about her own story, about how she used to have Botox, how she then discovered the natural methods and how she would never have Botox again. And we also talk about the best tips to look naturally good for your age. We talk about Qigong, we talk about how to use a gua sha, And we just have a good old chat about business and life and COVID-19 and everything in between. Now, if you would like to purchase one of Katie's amazing gua shards, one of her amazing head combs, we sell these at faceyogaexpert.com slash shop and you can see them there. They're made of the most beautiful jade. They are ethically produced and they work wonders for the skin and for the head. And the best thing about the jade comb is you can not only use it for head massage, so very good if you go through a lot of stress, if you get headaches, also very good if you want to promote hair growth but they're also wonderful for using around the bottom and thighs area. So really good for cellulite. And the gua shards are beautiful for helping to boost the circulation in the skin. They have a really nice lifting and toning effect on the skin too. So I absolutely love them. Just go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop and let's dive straight into this week's episode. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for being on the podcast yet again. Oh, you're so welcome. It's so lovely to be back. 
Well, it's, I was thinking earlier that last time we did the podcast together, it was Christmas and you were sat in my dining room. We were looking at my Christmas tree and it just oh, feels God. like almost we live in a different world since then, doesn't it? I know. It re- Gosh, I can't believe it was it six months ago. Yeah, it was. It was it was Christmas because you were one of my first guests on the podcast when it launched in oh, January. Oh, so, yeah, it was And, it and was what Christmas. a success it's been. Well done. Oh, it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've had so much positive feedback about your first episode when you're on the podcast. I wanted to invite you back again because you've been one of our most popular guests. And I know really? I have. Yeah, you have been. And I've got so much else I want to sort of ask you and... I just know that there's so much that we can chat about. So what I wanted to sort of do was just jump in straight away by talking a little bit about beauty from the inside out, which I know is a huge subject, but what does beauty from the inside out mean to you? Well, it's very much at the heart of the beauty message that's within my brand, to be honest, because Chinese medicine will always say that you cannot look your best if you are not well for a start, and that beauty is the exterior manifestation of interior health. So the brand itself, um, the Hey You Method, is very much about three steps to health and beauty. It's not just a buy a gua sha and then sort of disappear and don't come back. It's very much an integrated message that ties into the deeper brand message. Absolutely. And that's why I love your method so much and everything that you share. And I know that your book, Yang Sheng, is very much about that. It's very much about going from the inside outwards, isn't it? Mm, Definitely. Because the thing is, the idea of beauty is that, first of all, all of the organs of the body are responsible for your health. That's, That's the Chinese perspective. So that means your biology, your emotional stability and your spirit. There's no such thing as mental health in Chinese medicine. And every one of those organs has an exterior representation on your face. So that means that your beauty is very much the exterior manifestation of what's going on on the inside. And indeed, face reading is actually a diagnostic tool in our medicine. That's to the extent that they've studied it. It's amazing. And what I love about the face reading and the face mapping is the thought that actually when that all started thousands of years ago, people couldn't necessarily get blood tests or get ultrasounds or get full body scans, all the things we can do now to find out what's going on in our organs. What actually people used to do was look at the face, you know, the Chinese medicine as far, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but the Chinese medicine doctors would look at people's faces and see where imbalances are and and then be able to diagnose what's going on with certain organs. Yeah. And even then it depended which area of society you were in, because of course, If you were a rich female, the doctor wasn't actually allowed to look at your face at all um, and actually was only allowed to touch your wrist. That's why Chinese pulse diagnosis is so sophisticated, because the doctors would have to have such a detailed understanding of what all the different pulses felt like, because that was the only diagnostic tool that they had. But further down the food chain, kind of more down to sort of street medicine, where Mm. people would go to see sort of, you know, it was a different sort of, you know, society was very structured and hierarchical in those days. But face reading and face mapping was indeed a diagnostic tool. So you would, as a doctor, look at the face, you would look at the pulse, you would look at the tongue, you would then, you would smell them, you would use colour, sound, odour and emotion as part of your diagnostic reading of what was actually causing an illness. And actually, even to this day now, we're recovering these techniques by using, for example, dogs that can smell cancer. Mm. It's just that their noses are more sensitive than ours. But actually, Chinese doctors were trained to be sensitive to human smells because it would tell you which organ was off balance. 
Wow, it's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all those tools that were used thousands of years ago are still used now. So when I go and see my acupuncturist, you know, she takes my pulse, which I find fascinating. You know, Mm. the things that she says just by listening to my pulse is amazing. Look at my tongue, look at my eyes. And, you know, it can really tell me things that perhaps a doctor would have never been able to tell me. You know, a Western medicine doctor would have never been able to tell me. And it's always so spot on. That's what I'm always amazed about. Mm. I think that's the thing. What's interesting, I think, about the kind of the COVID age that we're in now Mm. is that it enables kind of the best of both worlds to suddenly be here. Because I think, you know, Western medicine is doing what it does brilliantly well, which is dealing with acute situations. And it's second to none in in, in that kind of environment. But you see, if you look at, say, Taiwan or Japan or China, South Korea, countries that have handled COVID really well, the reason why is because they be, they're using the best of both techniques because they're used to using Eastern medicine within their culture and use Western as well. Whereas there is a slight resistance in the West to consider that perhaps Asian techniques could actually be useful and beneficial Definitely. and might have their place. Definitely. And I think that there is that fusion of the West and the East. If you can do both of those things alongside each other and use different ones for different circumstances, for different ailments, then you've probably got it spot on, really. Absolutely. And I think it's the same thing with beauty. I mean, if you think about what you and I both stand for, you know, we're, we're, we're very much in the same camp in mm. terms of we're suggesting that you're, for you to look your most beautiful, you, you do the exercises with you, you do you use the crystal with me, or ideally a combination of the two, yeah. in conjunction with your favorite cream or serum or oil. Definitely. You know, you're doing a combination of the two. And why would you not do that? Definitely. And something which we both believe in as well is not about anti-aging or trying to look loads younger for our age, but how we can look as healthy and happy as possible for our age and be the best version of ourselves for who we are in this moment. What sort of tips would you say that you have, either that you use on yourself or something which you pass on to your clients and customers and followers about looking good for your age? Well, obviously, the first thing is use the gua sha crystal mm-hmm. um, in conjunction with with the techniques that you talk about, yeah. um, and also to have to, to use the best quality um, advice or products that you can, because there's a lot of me too people out there that kind of jump on bandwagons that people like you and I create. You know, we, we're the leaders, so we're, we're like the opinion leaders and thought leaders on this stuff. So you really kind of want to go to the people that do that because they know what they're talking about. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. But also then I think as much as anything, it's about understanding the true brilliance of the aging process. And this is where the spiritual aspect of Chinese medicine comes in and is what I find so beautiful is that ideally what you want to do to navigate the aging process to to, to its best possibilities is use the techniques that we talk about to keep your skin looking good but what you're actually looking to do as you get older is to gain wisdom and if you navigate the pains and traumas and tribulations of your life in your higher self which the Chinese masters teach us and the techniques we discuss enable us to do then what happens is the higher spirit of the human emotional patterns can actually shine through your face and give you a look of benevolence or compassion or kindness or gratitude Um, and these are the expressions of beauty that can shine through our faces and shine increasingly as we practice them through the course of our life. So indeed, rather than being on an anti-aging rhetoric, we're on a pro-aging rhetoric because the idea is that the more you express these higher virtues of the human soul, 
the more beautiful you become. Completely agree. That's just the best advice. And it is. It is. And it all starts from inside because it doesn't matter how many products we're using on our skin. It doesn't matter how much we're using our gua sha or we're doing our face yoga. If we're not taking time to work on the mind and work on the body and understand how we're feeling and work with those emotions, then we're never going to look as glowing and healthy and radiant as we can for our age. Definitely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I remember my own grandmother. I mean, she she had quite lined skin, actually. We, we, we line in my family. We don't really sag. We line. And it's one of the reasons why, actually, I had Botox when I was in my early 30s, because mm. I was like, oh, God, I'm getting really wrinkly. But of course, this was before I learned about gua sha, And that's why I've been used in the press as such an example of sort of, you know, that woman had Botox. And then it's like, well, yeah, OK, I did. But look at me now. Like, now I don't. Mm. And now I do it. I've managed my skin well. But my grandmother was a really lovely person. And so, you know, she had sparkly eyes and a happy and a happy face. And so all the wrinkles on her face were all very much smiley ones. So she was very beautiful as a result. Yeah, that's the thing. It really is from the inside. And I didn't realise mm. you had Botox. How did you find during that time when you were having Botox, how did you find it affected your skin or affected your mind and body? I mean, positively and negatively, that'd be really interesting because now you obviously know the alternative to it too. First of all, I'm always honest about everything because mm. um, I think um, my brand is all about truth. Yeah. So, and we, you know, we we learn. The idea, again, of the aging process is to learn by your mistakes, correct? Yeah. Right, absolutely. and we never stop learning. So I'm very upfront about everything that I do well or things that I haven't done so well in my past that I've then learned from. And having Botox for me was just basically my, my sister, she's married to one of the kind of the UK's leading estheticians, and he was one of the UK's leading Botox practitioners. Mm-hmm. So he would just, like, come round to my house, like, for, for dinner on a Friday night. And he'd go, oh, I've got some in my bag. Do you want it? It's left over. <laughs> Needles so, in his bag. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, he'd go, do you want it? I'm going to chuck it out because it's left over from clinic. I'd be like, oh, yeah, go on then. Why not? You know, and I'm ashamed to say it now. But at the time, I'm like, yeah, great. Thanks. Being Botox, fantastic. I'll just say 300 quid. So, so I, didn't, I didn't care less. I was like, mm. yeah, great. Pack it in. Let's mm. see. And of course, you know, dis- um, you know, the frown lines disappeared and my forehead was all smooth. Oh my God, this is fantastic. But this was before I was practicing, you know, natural health and things. But there's a kind of disconnect, I think, sometimes between kind of when you're actually working and talking to, to vanity. Yeah. Okay. We can kind of excuse ourselves and let ourselves off the hook a bit. When like, yeah, yeah. But I just kind of want to look a bit better. Do you mind? Is that all right? I won't, I won't mention it, you know, and it was all very new at the time anyway. And I wasn't in the platform I'm in now. I was, I was a private practitioner in those days doing massages and acupuncture. So it wasn't really, it was neither here nor there, whether I was doing it or not doing it. No one asked and it wasn't relevant to what mm. I was doing. And at the time it made my forehead look great. I thought I was really delighted with it. Uh, but after I noticed after about two years, that I noticed on my left-hand side that because my forehead was being sort of injected so much that my eyelids were drooping um, because I couldn't, my forehead wasn't raised up. So it meant that there was a knock-on effect to my eyes, which were normally quite open because I'm a quite a sincere, open person. And um, people who are wide-eyed um, in Chinese face reading, it's because they're absorbing information, which is, of course, my job. Mm. It, my job is to listen to people and listen to their problems and help them. That's my that's what I do. So suddenly my eyes were slightly, slightly heavy. And then, of course, I started to get the sort of 
could EI? And then, of course, I'm thinking, oh, God, well, I need to get that dealt with. And then it was you're suddenly on this kind of sort of gravy train of one problem leading to another and the side effect creating another problem in its own right. I thought, hang on a minute. And then in the meantime, I'd gone on a trip to China because I was at this point developing my brand and thinking about staff. And I'd gone over to have a bit of a look around and to go and see my master who's over there. And all this stuff all suddenly happened at once. And there I was staying in this house with a Chinese friend of mine. And we were just literally, it was so innocent. We were just getting ready for bed. Mm. And I was just in her bathroom, just sort of borrowing something. And she was using this crystal on her face. I said, oh, what are you doing? And she goes, uh, I'm doing my gua sha. She goes, and she looked, looked at me, thought I was completely bonkers and I didn't know what this thing was. <laughs> um, and she said, well, what do you use? And I said, uh, Botox. And she just laughed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I was from the moon. And she went, you're mad. She said, try this instead. So I didn't do it with anything in mind beyond just someone I trusted had recommended that. Oh, and I'm very curious as a personality. That's why I do what I do. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, let's have a go. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And literally all it was, was a just sort of, as Lao Tzu would say, the journey of 10,000 miles starting with a single step. It's like in I went, tried it, and thought, wow, it's amazing. Didn't deliberately go, right, that's it. I'm, I'm anti-Botox. I'm this. Yeah. I just did gua sha. And slow and noticed over the next couple of months that my skin just looked great. And I thought, oh, well, I won't bother having it. I went, when Daniel next came over, he said, oh, do you want some? I was like, well, do you know what? I think I'm all right. I, I, I'll just leave it for this time. I'll do it, I'll do it next time because yeah. there was pressure because he's always coming over with you and he always had stuff in his bag. So, I, and then after a few months, it, I just suddenly realized that I hadn't actually had anything done for like six months. And then I suddenly realized that, of course, this is because this gua sha crystal was doing the trick. So I just naturally gravitated into the natural look and then realized how much better everything actually was. And then I thought, hang on, this is a truly viable alternative to injectables. And there's nothing wrong with having tweakments and injectables if that's what we are living in a right to choose. And that's a really, as a woman, that is the first time in, in the last 2000 years we actually have the option to just do what we want. Definitely. So I'm not going to sit there bashing anyone for the freedom of choice that we have. I just, in my journey, have loved the fact that there is a really authentic, viable, natural alternative there with, you know, with the techniques that you talk about, the techniques that I talk about. They sit there glimmering as an option they or do. addition to because you can do both. Absolutely. You can definitely do both. And would you ever go back to the Botox or do you think you're just now you know that you wouldn't? As a woman... I'm always going to look at my skin and think, what can I do to make myself look my best? Mm -hmm. As a brand leader with, with the position that I'm in, I will now be very much completely and utterly congruent to my message because I have to speak the truth. Yeah. So I have to be a living example of what's possible if you do what we do. So I, I follow your exercises. Like You and I are so on the same page because we, we basically have crossed over into each other's lands, so hence yeah. why we <laughs> So I now do what you do and do what I do. Yeah. And I think the results are, are really good. And the only thing that I notice is that I weirdly frown a lot, even though even when I meditate, oh, okay. I just don't know why. I see it on the feeds. I'm like, why am I frowning? I'm completely blissed out. <laughs> <Frowning away. laughs> so clearly I've got to work on that. But it's all part and parcel of the journey, isn't it? it so is. no, I won't done again that's interesting yeah and I feel the same as you you know it's very much personal choice for people if they want to go and have it you know I never judge anyone that does it instead of or does it does it as well as you know it is complete 
personal choice, but it is really nice when you know something else and an alternative. And what I like best about the techniques I do and the techniques you do is we actually have the control ourselves at home in our own hands. So it's not like you have to wait for an appointment. You know, you have to wait for every six months or you have to ask someone, can you inject this place or can you move this place? Or they do something and like you say, it might suddenly give you something like a hooded eye and then you have to go and get more to sort that out. You've got tools in your own hands or in your own bathroom that you can just use every single day. I totally agree. And I mean, also from an environmental point of view, you know, there's an awful lot of landfill that comes out of these appointments, Mm -hmm. you know, gloves, needles, syringes, you know, things being moved about from A to B, bio waste and all the rest of it where, and okay, some people would say, well, I don't really care. But, you know, a lot of people do. I do. And I'm not judging anyone that does. I'm just saying I do. I'm not very comfortable about it. I'm trying to keep my waste to a minimum that's that's you know where we pre-covid you know the the you know the environment sort of the climate revolution was very much part of where we were we we, it's all got a bit quiet in that department at the moment but Mm -hmm. before it was it was very noisy um and we were all being asked to look at what we're doing to try and do our bit and you think well there we go there's another example of things that i'm not purchasing i'm I'm not buying the plethora of products out there because you simply don't need them you You know if you don't, if you do the right exercises and move the circulation in the correct way, working with the lymph and the channels and the and the, um, the chi or the prana and the body tissues with the right tools, you simply don't need all this stuff, which in turn means the amount of personal waste that ends up in the sea has gone down. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing everything I can to look at every aspect of, of my life and thinking, do I really need these things? Do I need that product? Definitely. And I think COVID has taught all of us that we've realised we don't need as much stuff and we don't need to go as many places or do as much as we did. It's really changed, I think, mindset for everybody. And people now, they can't go and have Botox. They can't go and have their fillers. So it's been really interesting. And I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but I've noticed a lot of people come my way and ask about face yoga and be really intrigued in it because they realised how much they were relying on going to either their facialist or going to their doctor for Botox. But then when they've been quarantined for three months, four months, whatever it might be, they actually think, well, I need to do something for me and I need to take control of this now. I can't be relying on someone else, which might not be open and may not open for months. And then, you know, goodness knows when everything might close again. You know, we we can't really predict the future at the moment. But that's been interesting. Have you noticed a trend towards people coming your way that previously relied very much on, on doctors and beauticians? Oh, very much so. Mm. And I think one of the other things that we're doing as a brand, which I know you and I were talking about the other day, was all the free online stuff that we're doing and all the, the, the live feeds, because it's very much at the heart of my brand is access to the expertise, because it's the same with you, is that you, people, you, people need to understand why. Why do we do what we do? Why are we, why are we asking you to follow these techniques? You know, because we know what we're talking about. We know how good they are. But often pre-COVID, people just didn't have the time to kind of like take on board the content. It was just like, oh God, another thing. Mm -hmm. So people like you and I were being forced to kind of distill it into like one minute, one minute, one little technique, try this, do this, because the pace was that fast. Whereas now suddenly people have actually got time to go, actually, hang on a minute. I just actually want to listen to what you've got to say and actually engage with it properly. So 10 minutes, not one or 30 minutes, not 10. That slowing down just gives us the option to just 
fiddle about in our bathrooms, which is, by the way, you know, my entire brand came out of me fiddling about my bathroom. You know, my husband, you know, he's just like, what are you doing up there? He thinks I'm on the phone, you know, and he's downstairs watching some football docu- documentary, you know, and I'm upstairs going, ooh, I wonder what happens if I dot, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> and then out comes the product. You know? And trust me, for every one that's hit the market, there's at least 20, which I've got all excited about and then gone, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, I can't be bothered. You know, because you and I have to be congruent to what we believe to be true, what we know to be true. So we take this wisdom and go, okay, which bits of this is really pertinent to the market? And then we distill it down. And now finally, we have platforms available where and people have the time to engage with it and go, and we can go, listen, guys, this is free. Mm-hmm. It's free. You just need to just like, let me show you. Let me do it on a live feed. Let me do it in a split live feed. Let's do it on a podcast. Let's let's laugh about it. Let's chat about it. Let, let's join forces about it. And then suddenly out comes this absolutely lovely community of people. I, I don't know if you've noticed this with, with COVID, that suddenly this you get this gorgeous community of people who are really engaged with what you're doing. They love it. Yeah. They, and we love it. I love it. I know them all now. You know, it's 300 new friends every morning at 8 a.m. You know, it's great. I love that. And I love when what I hope about that new community is that people are now realising that they can do something for them and feel good. And yes, they might have many more hours than they did before. But when life does go back to normal, whatever normal will be, hopefully people will continue to do a little bit. Maybe it isn't 30 minutes a day. Maybe it is going back to one minute a day, but it's so part of their habit now. And that's what I really do hope for people, that it's going to be so much part of who they are and their habit. You know, maybe they can't sit and do 30 minutes face yoga every day, but they'll do their one minute in the bathroom. And that's such an important part of the routine. Um, But maybe they'll continue with their 30 minutes because let's face it, 30 minutes out of... 24 hours is is not that much and and what it actually brings to your day is incredible oh I mean honestly my bedtime routine now is it's ridiculous I mean <laughs> Mine it's, too. It's, I mean I go up now at about half past eight yeah <laughs> my, my poor husband's like <laughs> I'm like well, I must go to bed because it's half eight aren't we going to yeah. watch another episode of whatever I'll go no 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 up I go I've got to do my my 12 rivers qigong I do my face <laughs> yoga I then do my gua sha I then fiddle about some new product I've got up my seat going I wonder what yeah. if this if I do that what happens if I do this what happens if I do that then I gua sha my cellulite you know then oh, I no. do, then I foot bathe, then I do a live feed, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock. And by which point, <laughs> Mr. Brindle has come upstairs. He goes, are you still in the bathroom? <laughs> it's so funny. Well, I've it's taken ridiculous. to doing mine with my husband, Bruce, in front of the TV now. So whether we're watching a bit of TV in the evening, you know, in, in the front room, or whether we're doing it in bed, I've literally doing all my skincare, then I'm doing my whole face yoga routine, then I've got this lovely basket which I pile onto the sofa or onto the bed, which has got my gua sha in, which has got my metal gua sha that I do on my neck, which has got my jade comb that I do my head. And then like you say, you know, I've sent loads of different amazing products that you can use, you know, little tools and different things. Um, I got sent a lovely um, cancer one, you know, the really nice uh, ones that you can use, you use a lot in Ayurveda, just really, yes. really simple. But so I've been playing around with that a little bit and just have this box full of stuff and it sounds like oh my goodness that sounds like hard work but I love it it's the time where I can nurture myself and if someone said to me 
we can just give you a little injection once every six months and you would look the same as what you do if you do all that hard work every evening. I would pick doing that hard work sort of yeah. in, in, in inversion. But it's not so, hard. That's the thing. It's yeah, pleasure. It's and this pleasure. is what I say to my community all the time. This is pleasurable. It is. Like, it, is. it feels great. I mean, when, when I had Botox done, oh my God, it was... No, it wasn't. But no, I mean, the Botox isn't pleasant. It, mm. it wasn't, especially around like the side of the eyes. It used to kind of like yeah. I used to have to kind of really deep breathe to kind of get through it. And again, not anti-anti because, of course, if people wanted it, absolutely. But personally speaking, I then did another thing back in the day, which was some it was some ultrasound thingy jig, which all the celebrities had. So, oh, well, I must have to go try that, try that. So off I went. Oh my god, I was crying my eyes out literally I was it was like she was torturing me it was oh so goodness. painful I couldn't cope with it whereas now with all the stuff I do it's all my skin's like oh yay thank you so much and you know it's all pleasurable and I think yeah. well why would I why would I not want to comb my body in the shower it feels amazing and yeah. the thing that I align the products to actually is the toothbrush and having kind of spent years formulating the brand one thing that I learned along the way was if you look at the reasons why we do things let's take toothbrushing because we're all used to it we brush our teeth, I know, because it's good for our teeth. But if I'm really honest with you, if it hurt when you did it and it gave you disgusting teeth at the time, but it gave you long-term benefits, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't do it yeah. because it would hurt every single day, twice a day, pain. You go, oh, I don't know about that. Whereas because it feels pleasurable at the time, it gives you a sensation of zingy, clean, brushed, healthy teeth. It feels lovely. You, you, you finish, the process is agreeable. Yeah. And when you finish the process, it's pleasurable. Well, that's exactly the same as the, the techniques that you and I advocate. It's pleasurable at the time, leaving you with a pleasurable feeling and that smug long-term benefit. So it, it sits very comfortably within the toothbrush analogy, which, which I like because we yeah. all brush our teeth and we all expect to have beautiful teeth right up until we die. It doesn't mm-hmm. occur to us that like, for example, back to my grandmother, she had dentures. Yeah. She didn't have teeth by the time she was 60. That was the end of that. Whereas I'm now nearly 50. And the thought of not having my teeth in 10 years time, it's completely like absolutely yeah. no way would yeah, I not have exactly. my teeth. So we need to do the same for our beauty. Definitely. It's not just a question of cleanse, tone, moisturize anymore. That is not even remotely half of the, half of the possibilities, which is probably like women like you and I grew up with. That was it. Cleanse, yeah. tone and moisturize. If and that, so, really, if that, yeah. wash your face with or a bit of soap wipe. and water and maybe yeah. occasionally put a bit of some sort of thick cream on. I'm kind of trying to remember, like, you know, those pot, was it ponds? Those little ponds, cream? Yeah. All of you lay just about. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Just put a bit of that on now and again after you've washed yeah. your face with, with soap and water in the bath. Precisely. And, mm. and yet look at what, you know, in our lifetime, what we've discovered and what we're now advocating and the benefits that this can do to women. And the thing is, these techniques that you and I are talking about, these are not new things. No. Okay. We're just translating them into the marketplace and going, okay, this is what they used to do in ancient Ayurveda. And this is why it's relevant to you today. This is the benefit. And me too, I'm over on the Chinese camp, which is basically same, same, but different going, this is what they used to do in ancient China. And this is why it's beneficial to you. And then of course, you and I then get together crossover. And then suddenly you've got this symphony of of integration, which is where the, the I think the, the post COVID new world is going. This is all about integration, not separation or subordination, which is what's so lovely, and all of which thoroughly beneficial to a woman. It is. It's so beneficial, and it's so beneficial as well. You know, we're mothers of daughters. You know, for them to see 
the things that we do and have those tools and that knowledge. You know, I never push anything I do onto my daughters. You know, it's not like they're sitting next to me while I'm doing my face yoga or they're having to use this gua sha or do this or that. But they're aware I do all these things all the time. My eldest daughter, who's nearly eight, said, Mummy, you love all these. She said, I don't know how to put it. Um, beauty things don't you and I said I do and I said it just feels so nice on my skin I said just feel my skin now how how it feels after I've just used that one she went feels so soft it's really nice isn't it she went you really like sharing that with people too don't you I said I do I said it's because it helps people and you know so I just want to be very aware as a, a mother of a daughter as well that these things are important but just being around them is enough and I know you're like me I know you don't try and push any of this sort of stuff on your children but they're aware of it they're around it all day aren't they mm, very much so oh my god I mean my crystals honestly they get they disappear all the time I mean I've been using these rose quartzes in the morning and all of a sudden there was two kind of I've got this kind of funny poof thing in my in the room where I do the the live feed in the morning and I've had two rose quartzes there for weeks and weeks and weeks suddenly this week gone so yeah. round I go trying and to your, find your children are older than mine aren't they They're, yeah um, I've got, yeah yeah, I've got five kids and two, the, two, the eldest, the 18-year-old daughter and the 14-year-old daughter yeah. who's 14 going on 18. You know, both of them had, of course, guess where they were, in their bedrooms, you know. <laughs> oh, mummy, we didn't think you'd mind. They said, well, you could tell me I needed them for a fee, so I've got to go find some other ones. Because the thing is, I get all the rejects, which is fine, you know, because there's always crystals floating around here because there's always someone, something that's been sent back for some reason or other or it's kicking about because it's not quite right. And then I grab them and then they grab them and then they disappear. Oh. But it's a good example. We were, we were going to say this the other day where we were talking that mm. we are the examples to our daughters about how a modern woman is. And, yeah. and times are changing. It's not the same for us as it was for our mothers. And it's not the same for them as it was for us. And we're changing that. Definitely. And it is, we have to take responsibility for that. And, you know, we have to consciously be aware of that all the time, completely. And something which has really just got me through this craziness of lockdown and everything that's been going on with coronavirus is taking a little bit of time each day. And what I either do is I do an hour, I obviously do my face yoga and all what I explain that I do in an evening, but I either do an hour of yoga and meditation every day, or I join in in your morning 8am Qigong. As you know, I often give you yeah, a little see, wave and, and I know, say I always hello. Say hi. You've got to follow her. She's amazing. <laughs> You're so sweet. But I and then everyone the, does. I love the Qigong. And I know for you, it's been really nice, even though you're teaching it, you've actually been able to do that yourself every day. Have you noticed that there's been a, a difference in, in any way to your mind or body since you've been doing it every single day, the Qigong on, on your oh, live feed? absolutely. Mm. And that's what's so fascinating about this, because people keep saying to me, oh my God, you've done so many live feeds, like you must be exhausted. It's so kind of you. Thank you so much. And thinking, do you know what? The biggest beneficiary of all this, I, did, I didn't do it for any selfish reasons. I purely at the beginning of lockdown, kind of thought, right, well, obviously I'm a qualified Chinese doctor, mm. but I'm not allowed to go into NHS hospitals. I would be, you know, so th there's a sort of level of frustration of kind of thinking, gosh, I wish I could be on the front line and I can't. Yeah. So I thought, well, what can I do? And I thought, well, I do these exercises every day. So I'll just whack on some mascara and I'll just kind of just broadcast it and see what happens. And I didn't actually think anyone would be that used, sort of interested in it. I just sort of did it. And then it sort of turned into this thing. And then I suddenly realized that by broadcasting it every day, I now have a responsibility to the people. It's become a community and I really love it. And I found as a result of which I am now doing it every single day religiously without fail. There's normally always some good reason why I wouldn't have done it at some point for a little bit and it would have sort of dwindled off. But because there's a commitment there to other people, 
it means that I do it. And because I do it, I've basically then suddenly went through my own little healing crisis kind of the other weekend. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I really didn't think I had any more healing crisis left inside me. And yet doing these exercises every day religiously has without question transcended myself and also the meditation as well. I mean, my meditation practice is getting deeper and deeper. And so it's benefiting me too. So it's, it's, it really is kind of, you know, giving without wishing to receive and yet nonetheless benefiting from the process. I'm, I'm so happy we're doing it. And the energy in that feed, I mean, as you've seen, it's a lovely, lovely group of people. It's just ridiculous. We're always laughing. I can't believe that. <laughs> I don't know what my Qigong master would have to say about it. All. It's, all a bit, it's all a bit ridiculous. But it's so much fun and everyone seems to enjoy it. So I thought, well, I'm not stopping now. So. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? And I hope that you're able to continue that to some extent after lockdown because it's so beneficial, like you say, for you. But so many people I mean it's been life-changing for people hasn't it yeah well and for me so I think Mm. to be honest I'm not kind of I mean we're in this weird moment right now with lockdown because we're sort of half and half we're sort of are we or aren't we and so everyone's going oh it's going to come back oh is it not oh it might be oh hang on the schools are going back oh no they're not so I'm sort of sitting and the thing with my business is we are a business that has done very well from working from home my entire team has all decided that they all love it it means that actually in light of other circumstances going on in, in the world right now, that we're able to start recruiting new people into the business far and wide. Yeah. So suddenly, you know, like, for example, the, the guy that runs my company now with me, he's in, he's in Bordeaux. Yeah. You know, the, my head of social media is in Italy. So we've suddenly got, we're recruiting, we've just put an advert up actually for a new head of marketing and we've put it out European wide. Yeah. They don't have to be based in Somerset any longer, which and the the, the issue with recruiting into an, a physical office means you can't be that diverse because you can only be as diverse as the people who live within an hour's radius of, of, of you. So suddenly in my team meetings every day, because we're all zooming in, you've got all these different cultural backdrops coming into the brand. Mm-hmm. This is only good you know, because you and I are running businesses at the end of the day, it's allowing us to kind of navigate our ideas into the future, which is into what people are demanding the future indeed is. It's a future of equality and justice and broad vision and integration um, and people working alongside each other, people like you and me getting together and go, oh, you do this, oh, well, I do that, oh, well, let's do this together, as opposed to, oh, I, I, you do that, right, I'm going to take it and I'm going to, you know, I don't want you doing it. That's where it used to be. Whereas now it's not like that anymore. It's a different age of, of commerce, which I love personally. I, I love, love that. as well. I mean, it suits me so well. As you know, I've always ran the business from home and my team have always worked remotely. So they've Ooh. always worked from their own homes, which is so this whole sort of um, COVID situation has been fairly seamless for us, minus the fact that, as I was chatting to you before, I've got two children at home. I've got a husband that's also a firefighter, you know, so it's not seamless in lots of ways. But it's seamless for us in the fact that, you know, we, we've always been set up. So everyone is working working from their own home. But I think as far as health goes, as far as the environment goes, as far as business goes, everything is going to change and shift because of this lockdown situation. And I think there's going to be a lot of positives about this too. I I really, really do. I think that everyone's going to come out thinking very, very differently about things. Mm. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all, actually, because let's face it, we all knew that things had to change. Like this time a year ago, we were giving nothing but we've got to change the way we behave. We've got to change the way we behave. And basically charging you five pence for a plastic bag when you get caught on the hoff, which Mm -hmm. is what happens. You know, I I don't choose to buy a plastic bag, but sometimes when I'm, I don't know, I was 
driving somewhere and then I needed to stop to get something because I've got, you know, my children in the car, I need to go and get something. And then suddenly that one thing turns into eight things because you're in M&S, yeah. you know, and then suddenly you're like, oh God, I've got nowhere to put it. And then so, you, you know, you think, hang on, that is not change. Charging me 5p does not solve the problem. Uh, you know, so, so what do we, and the question at the time was, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And then all of a sudden, this solution kind of came in, not particularly in a pleasant format, but in fairness to the universe, it had been asking us to make a change voluntarily before that, uh, which we weren't doing. So, so and this is what happens, by the way, with the body, taking it back to our topic mm. du jour, which yeah. is beauty from the inside. And the thing that I've learned as a practitioner is that bodies will give you signs and symptoms in a very pleasant way when they're looking for you to address something. And when you're looking at Yangsheng, which is this kind of nurture life kind of approach to health and beauty, the body is asking you when it gives you a bad night's sleep or a little bit of period pain or a gentle little headache or a twitchy eye or a spot, it's a, it's a low level sign and symptom that it's asking you to address. And then what happens is if you ignore it, which is what we do, oh, it's nothing, and we ignore it in the world at large and we ignore it in our body, then it will come back a bit, bit stronger. One spot becomes acne you know, or, or a serious skin condition, or, you know, one bad night's sleep becomes insomnia, it's getting a foothold in the body, it means that the solution becomes increasingly complicated in order to get you back into balance. That's what's happened with the world. It's the same thing. And Taoism really understands that that the human body is a microcosm of the macro, which is the, the world around us, because we've indeed emerged out of it. That's why we describe the body in a natural landscape. That's how we discuss the body is very much a, a sort of natural terrain. And therefore, what's happened in this post-COVID world that we're in is that actually we are now in a position to instigate changes. So if hundreds of businesses out there like you and I all change into the new into the new environment, go, well, actually, we don't all need to be in an office. So actually, there's already six people in my in where I live that don't need to drive in and out. And the thing is, I'd already said, can we not all work from home? He's like, oh, no, you know, people won't work properly. They'll do this, they'll do that. And you're like, oh, right, oh, we better just stay as we are. But suddenly, all that petrol isn't being consumed. Yeah. For a start, you know, those cars are not being driven, you know, and, and it's great. I think, the, you know, technology like Zoom is just brilliant. I mean, look at us now talking. I didn't have to last time I came over. I know. It's amazing. I think that there's <laughs> so, so much that is going to change. And what I'd love to do is get you back again another time for a third time and talk a bit more about the face reading because I know my listeners are going to be really interested you mentioned about having one spot and about how this can move on to acne and I'd love to maybe go through the areas of the face with you and and get your knowledge and insights about how certain little signs like a few spots here or a couple of little lines there can indicate certain things that are going on with the body so if you're you're up for that I think we should do another podcast particularly about that because I think that that's so interesting absolutely I would love to do that amazing yeah thank you so much amazing so just to finish off today's podcast maybe you could just give us all a little bit of self-care advice going forward for 2020 I mean 2020 has been a year of a lot of lows, a lot of highs, a lot of changes, but maybe some some advice or wisdom for us going forward would be a really nice place to finish. Absolutely. Well, I think the key topic of today was all about beauty from within. Mm -hmm. And I think that really is the message which is so relevant to us at this precise moment in time, that this lockdown moment that we've been in gives us the opportunity to focus on the internal world rather than the exterior world where we all were before. And the Taoist practices, which are indeed what make you your most beautiful, is to work on your soul and work on your spirit and work from operating from a place of your higher self 
and transcending difficult situations with the higher self, like compassion, forgiveness, the path of righteousness, universal joy, compassion for others, compassion for the self, and allowing those attributes to shine through your very beauty. Amazing. Katie, you've been a fantastic guest yet again. Thank you so much for being on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Thank you so much. It's been so lovely to talk to you as always. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.